hey, it's Sean here from speedqbv.com. And I spent a lot of time practicing that because I'd always like, uh, like stumble across the words. I'd be like, speedqbv, and it was hard, but I can finally do it now. Okay, here, we're going to do a quick little mini game. We oh, each no. have to do the best impression of his intro uh, possible. Okay. Hey, it's Sean here from speedqbv.com. That's pretty good. A little good. <laughs> hey, Sean here from speedcubereview.com. Hey, Sean here from speed. I, can't, I guess do it again. See, I get what you mean. I, <laughs> I blur the words. I blur the words. Hey, Sean here from speedcubereview.com. I can't do it. Hello, cubers and non cubers alike. This is the Interactive Cubers podcast episode. I'm not even sure. It's, a, it's an episode, though, uh, all the same. And we have, have two interviews today. Uh, the first being with Mr. 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 I guess you could say Mr. CPAC. Okay, there we go. Um, not Mr. Um, Mr. Christopher is joining us today, and he has something to say. Yeah. Do you want to go into uh, your contact with that cubing store you were telling me about? Oh yes. So, um, so on the there's a Discord group for a uh, Canadian cube store that I've I've started buying all my cubes at. Yeah. And uh, the 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 store is called Can Cube. So it's located in Canada oh, yeah. in in Waterloo in, in uh, Ontario. And there are, from what I understand, there's three cube stores in Canada, but uh, the one that I'm been dealing with now can cube they've they've been around for like eight years and what's really nice about this is it was started by a like um, a person in, in high school as like a school project but then it's huh. expanded and and they've um <clears throat> they've now expanded into their own premium cubes which i that's really amazing and it's got a nice canadian vibe to it they're called maple cubes so so they, up, wait wait i have one very serious question do they use maple scented lube well they do have their own lube now actually they're calling maple lube it's gotta be maple i haven't scented. received any of it yet no i i've heard about the scented lubes that some of the stores have but no i i haven't had a chance to smell it yet it better be maple scented i i swear if it's not then i'm I, I'm, I'm gonna be mad man I'm gonna be mad. It's just it's just weird that it's a cube with like it smells like maple, which it's better than peppermint. In my opinion. So yeah. yeah. No, I I've seen their their lube and it's definitely thick. Unlike uh, maple syrup. Like but, and uh, <laughs> like like Angstrom lube or something, like the Gravitas right. or whatever. Take the toss. I've seen their I've seen the the containers of it now. So um like what I like about the store is they 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 carry like a select choice of cube. What do you mean? Like it's a it's a smaller selection, but it's a they they pick only specific good quality cubes to to sell. Ah, huh. so they I'd huh. say that they stock more like less budget cubes, but uh, all the all the like more like. Uh, not not premium, but like what would you say, like the uh, professional cubes, you know? Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Just the high end ones. Yeah, like the yeah, good they, ones. They, they so definitely. Yeah, so uh, they sorry. focus on the high end, but they do have some of the low end stuff too. 
Yeah, so and then they have a um, oh sorry, just one more thing. They do it. Then yeah. they have a like a referral program where you can uh, give referral links out to people. And then if you're if you're within the core group of people that are referring them, they have a a program called CanCube Select where you can become like more part of the company where you can get you know ac access to to clothing and and um, and um, a lot of extra perks. So. I have a question about your last name. Does it rhyme with bacon and ham? Well, close. It does. Yeah, it does rhyme with um, the last. My last name is Packenham, but uh, oh. people call it Packenham. I thought it was Packenham. So I'm like, that's like bacon and ham. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. Sometimes with the spelling of names, some people will sometimes mispronounce it. Then mm. and. Uh, yeah, there's actually a village not too far from where I live, named Pakenham in uh, in eastern Ontario. Interesting. Cool. So, are you have you been to the U.S. before? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. I've been how a few times. how is it different from Canada? Out of curiosity. Oh, that's a very good question. Not that I'm putting down the United States, but when I would go over to a border town near where I live, I just found the it was just more like I don't know. It seemed to be like dirt, more dirtier, or like the 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 homes weren't kept as nice. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, like more rundown. Like it's I don't know. I'm not saying people didn't care, but the the communities they seem to be much more. Yeah, like that the lawns aren't kept as nice. Yeah, that I makes sense. That. Uh, oh yeah. So this is gonna be a question I might start asking people we interview just because it's a question that's not asked very much but i think it's very important and vital to anyone who cubes and times their solves so does hand scrambling count if you get a pb so let's say you're hand scrambling a cube and you could hand scramble it for five minutes it could be five seconds like that's the only uh iffy i guess is the right word thing yeah. with hand scrambling is it's really vague so if you hand scramble and get a, a PB, does that count as your official unofficial PB, if that makes sense? And, and you're asking me that question too? Yeah, you guys can both yeah, comment. Well, like, unfortunately, like I, I haven't had a chance to like learn about how the WCA scrambles work, but based on my limited knowledge, they, there's supposed to be an adequate number of, um, like it has to be adequately scrambled to ensure that it's not too simple to solve. And I'm thinking right. that mainly when a hand scrambling is happens, anecdotally I find that people seem to get faster times on hand scrambles. So they're yeah. they're likely not far enough scrambled because like I'm not, you probably know this fact about how like the gauze number is twenty, right? For a scramble. Yeah. Yeah. So and when you're hand scrambling, I'm guessing you're gonna see a lot of a lot of pairs and a lot of like simple solutions, I would think. What do you what do you guys right. think? Yeah, I've said too. I mean, I think you automatically subconsciously start performing algorithms. Yeah. And even if it's like you'll break them up. And I think somehow, even though you may feel yeah. like you're doing something totally different, like it's hard to be random on purpose. It's like impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I per personally for hand scramble PVs, I like to have my PV uh, scramble. So I can reconstruct it and see what I did good and what I did bad, 
and so I can show off, of course. Uh, yeah, I can never remember it though. That's my problem. Like I'll do the scramble again, and I'm like, I don't know what. I what just do you did. have to do? Is you have to do it immediately. As soon as you get that, you have to immediately start reconstructing. Right. You cannot yeah. wait. I mean, you probably can a little bit, but right, because like I'm sure you guys when you when you guys are uh, checking your your stats on scrambles and your history of solves. All the solves are listed there for the scrambles, and you can definitely see, you can see some patterns, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, quite a few times, I've I've actually gotten the same hand scramble, and it's uh quite fun to do the same solve again. You know, see how if I can get it faster. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I honestly, if it's four by four, I'll sometimes do the scramble, sometimes hand scramble, but with five by five, <coughs> I always do the scramble. For five by five. Um, yeah, preferably for me, I like to scramble, um, all the, all the way up to six by six. That's just me. Um, I don't know if that's weird. Because once you get up to the big ones, I mean, you don't have any fluent, uh, muscle memory to where you'd be doing yeah, algorithms. Yeah, to exactly. Be, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's just my preference. But the, honestly, this whole thing is unofficial. So there has, doesn't have to be like, a yeah, solid yeah. definition because it's not like an association when you're just in your house solving cubes. Exactly. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Yep. Um, another thing I wanted to add is, Chris, you said you've been cubing for how long? <clears throat> right. Well, I first learned how to solve the cube a year ago and then um, picked up a sort of a speed cube back in April. So I'd say about two months since I've restarted again. Cool. Okay. And I was just thinking, like, I really need to be interviewing me and Jeff. Like, we need to be interviewing all types of people because, of course, there's like the cubing, quote unquote, celebrities, and they're <laughs> fun to interview. But also fun to like randomly yeah, yeah, pick a cuber, even if they're like new to it. And so everyone can hear different opinions. And so yeah, yeah. definitely awesome having you on. Yeah, I've, re I've really it's really opened my eyes to. Like, I had no idea, like, how young cubers are typically, like, all under 20. I'm not saying all, but there yeah. seems to be a the cubing community is a lot under 20. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, go ahead. Well, and then it's just, there are some older ones. But when I went to my, I went to a competition back in, uh, back in May, and there was, very, other than the parents, there was very, I, I don't, I, there's very few people that were competing that were, that were, uh, older, maybe one or two people over 30, maybe. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I think I have a theory why, and I think when cubes came out in the eighties, um, they were considered as a toy, even though they were very difficult puzzles. So I think adults like subconsciously or consciously have this feeling that yeah. it's more of a childish thing when it's really not. It's just a yeah. fun hobby. And yeah, puzzle. like all ages. Yeah. I actually yeah. got back in mainly because of watching some, like I would watch YouTube videos and I'm not sure if you ever heard of um, like uh, the guy's name is Matt. Oh gosh, no. He's, um, it's all about math and stuff. And he, uh, oh, stand up maths. Stand up math. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was on that other podcast before, Number Something, Number... Number File. Num number File, yeah. So seeing all the things about the combinations and when Matt was like, 
scramble like solving it while he was talking it, it's he, he makes it fun you know and that's yeah. why i ended up getting you know, part of why i got into the cubing yeah. yeah and i would honestly this like one of my dreams would be to interview him sometime like i sent him an email uh probably like a week ago and like never heard a response but i think it'd be so much fun to interview him because i know he's like super smart and would have a ton to say on it um that yeah, would be really cool anyways Actually, one thing I wanted to bring up was <clears throat> I uh, went down to a local store in my uh, like a local toy store, mainly because they had ran a cubing competition back in April. I'm thinking, great, I'm going to go down to the store. Maybe they'll start stocking, you know, cubes that are not Rubik's cubes. And then I say to the guy, man, there, I see you got some your Rubik's cubes. Would do you think you would ever stock the brands that are like? higher quality or the ones that perfect like the more of the professionals we use speed cubes yeah. and like yeah definitely yeah speed cubes that's a good way to put it and the guy was like we only stock whatever maybe we can't even get it in and like <laughs> like it, like he doesn't he didn't have any interest and he said to me there's no demand but like i can understand the 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 chances of a child coming in and seeing a uh you know a the, the 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 boxes are you know more paper more like uh, a lot of chinese writing on it yeah <laughs> but then you have you know i that, that could definitely be a turnoff i'm not i'm not trying to be like negative but like i'm thinking the packaging is important but now with gan cubes and right like, you're, yeah you know, i think it'd be more accessible to the you know the 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 more traditional stores and plus uh-huh why would i you know that when you go into a, a local store like uh, Rubik's cubes, depending on which format of the packaging, these cubes are like fourteen or twenty dollars. I'm like, yeah, and the you gang... can sell, you, you can sell like regular speed cubes for like ten bucks. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Like, you can buy like I think they have Rubik's cubes at Target. I don't know if they have that in Canada, but it was like ten bucks. And then you can buy. I just bought a couple of days ago like a Chibi Warrior W, and it was like two twenty nine. And it's like, that's like wrong. That Rubik's is like selling them yeah. for so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I've often been interested in the whole back end system, like the production. And I, I know there, I know you've probably heard about how there's the lawsuits going on. And yeah. like, I, yeah. I just don't think the manufacturers have a, have a way to get into the, to the supply chains of Walmarts or whatever. But then I don't know. Have you ever, yourself seen any of the speed cubes available in any stores ever locally oh right no there? um well no well well not locally but i know for a fact like taiwan and vietnam where they're manufactured they're everywhere like you can walk i've seen a video where a guy just walked into a, a convenience store and bought like a tang long or something like that that was pretty cool i mean yeah so i'm thinking it's also culturally led it yes it's definitely popular but it doesn't seem to be popular with like like everyday people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mister, I almost said, Miss, Mister, whatever I said again. <laughs> Mister oh Chris, <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast. It was an honor and cool to talk to someone who talk to someone who's an adult who's into cubing and also is new to it as well. It was a really cool aspect. So yeah, we definitely enjoyed having you on. I appreciate the opportunity to come in and uh, you know mention the uh, the cubing store, and I can. I'll uh, I'll send you guys my uh, referral link to oh, yeah. my uh, to my profile then. 
if any, awesome. if there's anyone if there's any Canadian uh, you know cubers there, they uh, I find their prices are really competitive, and then and uh, you know you're gonna get cube if you buy it from that store. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No Thanks for coming. And I think it's we're fun. back. There we go. Hello, cubers and non-cubers alike. For the second time this episode, we have <laughs> our interview number two. And it is the one and only, the amazing, the spectacular, the man, the myth, the legend, Josh from the Corner Cutter Podcast. Oh, boy. Thanks for coming. Here we go. Hey, Colin and Jeffrey. Thanks for the invite. I'm happy to come on. Yeah, no yeah. problem. How'd you like, how'd you like my... Uh, uh, my amazing speech I gave. Yeah, that's pretty good. You must Thank have you. Liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, you just called them amazing, so I'm pretty sure you like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, I sure did. I think all three of us have some content to get to, so let's jump right into it by saying, how did you get so good at the unicycle? Oh, so you did watch some of my videos. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, well, that was actually, I was around, um, just so you guys know, I'm almost 17. That was, I started learning that when I was around 10 years old. Wow. And okay. it takes a lot of practice. I, it was my dad, he got it, to, got it for us one time and said, if I get it, you have to learn. So <laughs> I practice a lot it took us it took me a few months to get actually used to it and the one i first had the pedal the seat was way too high so it took me a few years to get grown into it but after a lot of practice i learned quite a few tricks as well and the height of the unicycling thing was probably in 2013 2014 when i was around 13 or 15. I don't do it as much now, but I still love to ride. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey, if you did not see the video, he solved a 5x5 five five while being riding on a unicycle the whole time. It was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, sounds like so it. The hardest thing about that video, though, was actually staying in the frame of the camera. It would have been <laughs> a lot easier if I was going in a straight line because yeah. about a minute solve i got pretty dizzy <laughs> I, I i have a question for that i haven't seen the video at all but i was just wondering did you have to like do different attempts at this or did or or did you just do it like first try i was first try oh my gosh that would take me like five attempts to get it without falling off you know what you could do is like get some like chalk and draw an outline of where the line is oh, yeah. of where it cuts out the frame you know what i mean I, that's what i actually put two rocks in the road the oh. second time around, I almost hit it. <laughs> so you might be able to see that in the video. I'm not sure. Yeah, just thinking about that. Like, if you hit a rock on a unicycle, that's not like a, a normal bike. Like, you're... You're dead. That's not good. You're, you're well, the unicycle, I, the unicycle I used, I has a big fat tire and I not too much tire pressure. So it kind of rolls over easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carlin, did you see my other unicycle video as well? The 17 I second solve? I think I did. Yeah, was that like like one of your first videos? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yep. And I, man, I need to catch up. 
<laughs> so, a couple things. Are you have you like purposely um, hidden your face in all your videos? Because I've noticed like you had sunglasses and a helmet for the unicycle one, and then when you do your solves, you purposely like cut off your face. Um, Is sometimes it, like, a secret secret thing. Not. I have a few solve videos where I do have my face in it, but um, a little more on the more privacy side. So right. Yep, I try not sense. to do too much. Just hmm. thinking about it now, nobody looks knows what me and Jeffrey look like. Done, done, Ooh. done. Roll uh, credits. <laughs> Actually, yeah. we gave out our Instagram uh, usernames in a video a while back, a podcast a while back. So technically, there's a way you could figure that out. If but. they were smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered if someone is going to be listening to this in like the year 2025, and it's just a weird feeling that someone could be listening to all these episodes like years later. Yeah. <laughs> if you are listening to this in 2025, Hello. first of all, I just want to say a couple things to the future. <laughs> uh, is Donald Trump still president? Um, <laughs> um, has, um, has he just he, left office. Has wait, wait, wait. Here's my question: Has a cuber gone to Mars and solved a Rubik's cube on Mars yet? That's my question. Or just in space? Or in yeah. space? Works too. Hey, I was recently thinking we need to get a Rubik's cube solved in the ISS. That'd be really cool. What is that? International, International Space Station. International Space Station. Space Station. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big uh, blob thing floating above us. That yeah, that'd uh, be really cool. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys this or if I told you, Jeffrey, but when I was at uh, on vacation, I went down to the swimming pool with my cube, and I actually was able to solve it underwater because I wanted to see if I could like take one breath and accomplish the feat because I'd seen people do it. Like Kevin Hayes did like eight, I think. And I'm oh, like, wait, I wait, at least got to give What? Wait, what cube did you yeah. ruin for this? Yeah, let's hear that. Okay, it was, I don't even know. I got a competition. I think it's a Guanlong with, uh, I put Yushin Little Magic stickers on it uh, because I, I thought the stickers were crap quality. So I just put them on a crappy cube. And then <laughs> I did it in the water, and I had to borrow someone's goggles because I, I didn't bring any, and I can't see under the water. And when I came up, they're like, oh, he actually solved it. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, you have a cube in public, people just Look. naturally assume that you're just trying to like mess with it. And I don't uh, know. Uh -huh. Yeah. But so what did you do after? Okay, time? yes. How did, you, did you just drop, take it apart, dry it out? Well, yeah, so I took everything apart, dried everything out. I left it sitting out, uh, I think, until the next morning. And then I put it back together and shook it, and I still felt water everywhere. What? And I did not know what the problem was. So then I took it apart, and then I had to take every individual piece mm -hmm. apart and get all of the water out and put it back together. And I still heard it, like water inside. So then I had to take all the center caps off, and there's a bunch of water in there. And then it was good. But, oh, so you didn't completely take it apart? No, I didn't. Like, not screws and everything. It's a crappy cube anyway, mm -hmm. so whatever. Yeah, so that's something I was thinking I need to try as well. I that would be fun. a good YouTube video, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, and it was actually, like, 
way harder than I thought. Like, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be that hard. Because I'm like a, a sub-20 solver, probably around 18 seconds I average. So it was a little bit of a stretch. And when I hit PLO, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And then I just <laughs> happened to do it in time, and it was close. But how I is toning the second time. How is toning okay. under water? The only way I can describe it is as if there is some uh, – okay, think of – Okay, think of the Rubik's Cube as a planet, but it was gravity that was pushing out from the core. So it was like, like the turning wasn't bad, it was just really weird. Like, you have to try it to know what I'm talking about, but it was weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, That actually made, like, no sense, Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized I'm kind of asking a lot of questions. That was fine. <laughs> I'm kind of used to that. It doesn't matter. Interviews with people who like don't say anything and they just listen make it really difficult. So it's actually nice to have someone asking questions. Yes. Um, oh, good. Great. Uh, <coughs> Z-perm. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just threw that name out. He's. Crazy. Hey, I really. He, McDonald's info was. I know. Good. Yeah, like we didn't even ask for it. And he's just like. It was awesome. And people, like, even people who will email us, they'll like, I didn't know that about McDonald's. <laughs> Anyways, Z-Perm, if you're listening, I'm just picking on you. Um, okay. So this is a big question uh, that we kind of rattled off a little bit ago with our previous uh, dude, Mr. Chris. Uh, does hand scrambling – no, let me restate that. Does a PB count if you hand scramble it? No. Even if you hand scramble for like five minutes, like what are the boundaries? What's your opinion? Uh, well, a typical hand scramble would, I mean, it's, I find sometimes scrambles are pretty close. I get them if I'm not thinking about it, um, especially for like two by two. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. But for three by three, if you're purposely hand scrambling for a while or just doing random moves like in your head you're saying b2 r2 u d that i mean i guess it could count but it's still not an official scramble that takes or that the wca knows takes less than 18 moves i guess to solve i think it's something like that or more (laughs) more than yeah yeah um I already said this um, with Chris, but personally, when I get PBs, I like to know the scramble so I can reconstruct it. Um, but what about you? As far uh, as- only problem is my 8.99 PB. I can't remember what I did. I uh, I used to have a PB of like 12.21. I knew exactly what I did. It was really cool. Like I got a pillow skip and something like that, and it was like I always enjoyed solving doing the scramble and then solving it <laughs> yeah are rubik's cubes coming back bigger now than in the 80s no yes well well what do you mean by rubik's cube well just uh i'm gonna say just the cube in general do you think it has or will come back a bigger than it did in the 80s. I don't think we're there yet. Well, the well for a fact, the 80s, it was the number one most sold toy like four years in a row or something like that, or two years in a row. And that's two, yep. That's big. Um, yeah. And it hasn't done that yet. 
I, I, well, I hope so, at least. Yeah, are more people actually learning? I think people are getting into the speed cubing part of it because there's competitions okay. and yeah, what everything on YouTube and stuff like that. I get what you mean. Yeah, but I really do hope it becomes uh, very large, you know. Well, everybody knows what a Rubik's Cube is, is so that's right. good. But I guess everybody thinks by now, at least the older people, yeah, it's too hard or impossible or something like that. Or yeah, they yeah. think you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just extreme calculus. Yep, that's the, how yep I solve we're it. just doing it all. Cal calculus in our heads as, as we turn the case. <laughs> I saw this clip today. It was like uh, Britain's Got Talent clip, and this dude, he said he had autism, and he was uh, up there. He was like a stand-up comedian or something, and he was saying – he started pointing at people because they were plotting, and he said like seven claps, 18 claps, 62 <laughs> claps. And I realized his brain – I think he was calculating how many times each person had clapped. It was weird. Huh. And I don't know where I was going with that point. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but that's kind of interesting. Um, so what is your main, if I may ask you, who I've forgotten the name, Josh? Pyramids, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, pyramids, you said? Yeah. You, uh, you want my 3x3 three three main or pyramids main? No, no, no. Like, what's, what's your, what, what I mean by your main is, like, what's your main event? I should have oh. said that better. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely pyramids. And why is that? Because nothing against you or the people who like it, but it is actually one of my least favorite events, which I will go into later. But why yeah, is it? Your I do, I do see that a lot, and I always say like, there's a line where you either average seven plus seconds or you're pretty fast. And uh, Pumix, well, I guess it started in December of 2016. I got a Moe Magnetic Pumix for Christmas. And it's an event that I've always wanted to learn. So I started the Pyramix race on the speed solving forums because there were no active races at the time. And so I, I was like forced to practice every, every week. Um, and especially when you're new at an, at an event, you improve quickly. So I was seeing lots of progress. And there were other people doing the race that were averaging sub four low threes. Mm -hmm. And I guess that really spurred me on to get faster at the event. Then June, it was my second competition. I podiumed, or yeah, I got, yeah, podiumed and got second place for Pyramix. It uh -huh. was cool. pretty wow. close to winning. Cool. So, so it really, I guess that spurred me on as well. Like I was actually pretty good at the event, I, my average was five, or best average at the comp was 5.69 or something like that, and that ended up being top 1,000 in the world, cool. which I was extremely happy about at the time. So could you beat DG Cubes one-on-one? -on -one? Mm, no. Well, I'm averaging like around 3.8 or 3.9, so, and he's doing like very low threes yeah so i so i could beat him on some solves but not, not <laughs> like in, in comp yeah. or anything that's like so do you, 
Um, yes, it, I'm faster than Felix. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm faster than Felix and Scube. Oh, nice. Hey. <laughs> I'm faster than him in nothing. Uh, hey. Yeah, that was my goal last summer. He Felix has a four point four six average at Pira, I think, or something similar to that. So that was my goal to beat him, but it didn't end up happening until just this past February. Yeah. Yep. I'm actually faster than Felix in my homemade two by three by three mod because oh. he's never tried it. Wow, <laughs> Carlin Felix, Felix Yeah, if you're listening, Felix, you got a little catch up to do. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> which he's not because he's busy and doing cubing tours. Um anyways. Or is he? Okay. Oh, well, I got quite a few topics. Well, I guess right. some are off topic, but go into it. What are you guys? What are you guys' experiences with magnetic cubes? Magnetizing cubes is something I got into late. Well, I know. I guess it was around this time last year, or a little bit earlier. First cube I did was the Vox Three. I magnetized it with. N35 four by two millimeter magnets turned out great. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> to clarify the question, are you talking about like magnetizing them yourself or just owning and buying magnetic cubes? Yeah, DIY. That's yeah. Why? I'm, I'm pretty in, pretty much into that. My next goal is to magnetize a clock. Huh? How oh. do you even do that? Research now. Well, it's for the it's so the pins don't keep falling up and down oh which i'm okay. pretty frustrated about speaking of clocks you know what i found really interesting is rubix has been always known to make not very good cubes but the one thing they make that's good is a clock like come on well it's, it's because no one else has tried i'm pretty sure as as, Except, as soon as x-man makes one it's gonna just be the best right yeah i think once an actual cubing brand like puts one out then all the cubing brands like a lot of them are going to jump onto it i think they're waiting for someone to break the ice of like who's gonna put out a sort of non-cubing product because in my eyes uh, i don't have anything against clock i just feel like it doesn't necessarily have a place in the speed cubing community because it's not like i mean it's not a cube so i don't think it's a bad puzzle i just i don't understand why it's in the wca so I don't have anything against it. I'm just confused of what, of how it gained popularity in the first place, and I don't know. Huh? What do you think? I have no just idea. Just something Rubix put out. I'm not. I really don't know. There was some discussion about whether we should keep clock as an event in the most recent interview I did, or I guess it's a debate that will be posted next week. See, I have no idea because I think clock's kind of dumb. So, don't ask me. <laughs> Some people love it, and you just shattered their dreams. Yes. Good job. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think... Ah, dang it, where is it? Okay, do you think DIY cubes, like, actually, like, buying, like, all the pieces and putting them together? First of all, why is that still a thing? Because I feel like... Some people do it, but not enough to where they should be making them and, like, I don't know how they make money off of it. Also, how do they – I don't know. I'm just confused. Like, yeah, someone help me. What? Well, <laughs> are they still a thing? 
I haven't seen too much of that. Yes. Basically. If you go to Cubicle on the side, it says DIY kits. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see. I remember now. And they have and like they... a Valk 3. Really? Whoa. Yeah. What? I don't. Yeah. I Maybe it's just fun to do. I don't see what the reason would be unless. I don't know. I like my cubes assembled when I get them. <laughs> There's some things about the community I will never get, but it's a good community all the same. Well, something I'm not really into is like modding. Or, well, I guess modding I'm into, but we stickering puzzles. That's something oh, I've that never sucks. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. so what I did, I bought a Yushin Little Magic, and before that, I got a Guanlong. I think that's what it is from a kid in a competition because I traded him something and I got a great deal out of it. That's beside the point. So I get home and this Guanlong has pretty good stickers but turns terrible. And then I bought the Yushin Little Magic comes in right at my front door and it has mm -hmm. terrible stickers but it's a great cube. So what's my logical solution? Just do a swap and you get one really terrible cube and one really great cube. And <laughs> I will have to say, Reusion Little Magic requires the most work to get it good than any other cube I've had before. Uh, maybe the Yushin, or the uh, Wushui 4x4 is close, but it took a lot of work to get it good, but now it's like pretty good. It just takes a while to set up. A penny yeah. is a tenth of a dollar. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going, Josh. Keep going. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, let's do favorite sound. I haven't gotten asked that question. Oh yeah, yet. favorite sound. Um, Go ahead, favorite sound. Okay, I'll ask it to you. Okay, are you ready? What's your favorite sound? Ah, oh, uh, this is a question I haven't got prepared for. Um, drag, drag what? of a spinning rod wheel. Oh, I get what you mean. Oh, Carlos, I, I understand. Oh my gosh, that's my second most favorite. Well, second or third most favorite hobby bass fishing oh oh i yeah. think i know what you're talking about or is it like the like the click 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 like yeah. in here okay so you set the hook uh, really hear a little bit of drag you don't want too much though <laughs> i have a podcast about bass fishing as well it's called bass to bros basscasterbros.com it's i host it with my That's older awesome. brother jj and we try to do it every week. It's not as consistent as the Corner Cutter podcast, but we've been actually doing that one for four plus, huh. yeah, four plus years now. Cool. So huh. we're on episode 158, I believe. Jeez. That's, wow. that's quite a bit. My neck hurts. So I, re I remember uh, the first time I heard your podcast, I was so. You know how you, when you listen to a song for the first time, and you're like, this is a great song. And then ever since, every time you listen to that song, you remember that physical location you were at. Like, it reminds you of that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. So when I heard your podcast for the first time, it brings me to this place. I was walking in the woods we have at our house, and I'm like, who is this kid? And I went back to, like, some of the first episodes and started listening to them. Don't. Like, ah. This guy's doing something different, and it's the format of it was a lot different than the ones I was used to. Like it was pretty formal, uh, mm -hmm. and it, it's definitely changed a lot. But yeah, it's it's a great podcast. 
Yeah, thank you. How far, when was that? What what episode was I on when you heard that? Did you purposely go back to one of the post episodes? So usually what I do with a podcast is if I find out about a new one, I'll mm-hmm. listen to the first one. And if I like it, I mean, sorry, I'll listen to the most recent one. And if I like it, I go back and start at the beginning. Uh, let me go. So you have, it only shows you have 39 episodes. Yeah. Is that um, correct? I'm releasing 40 tonight. Cool. Okay. So Felix broke the world. Okay. I remember listening to Color Neutrality and Full OLL. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I remember the best puzzle shops, 3 by 3 method, speed cubing story. And then I like didn't listen to any more of your podcasts. I don't remember why. And then I always remembered that. And then you contacted me. And I'm like, oh, that's that guy. And now I'm <laughs> listening to some of your, like the Will, Will Callen? Callan? Yep, Will Callan. Bill Callen. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. Thanks. Yeah, I had really, a lot of fun talking to him. If you're going to check out the podcast, then I would not recommend going to the, one of the first episodes. And now everyone's going to the first episode just because you said that. Everyone do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's some funny, if I listen back, there's some funny things I said back then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys are going going to make it to episode 15 and then it keeps going like if you make it to episode 15 you'll get to 21 or something like that and then it keeps jumping i'll purposely stop the podcast just to prove a point that i'm independent and people can't tell me what to do (laughs) (laughs) so thanks i mean the podcast was great while it lasted guys but Uh, that note draw it to an end (laughs) carlin i think i heard you say in like the first episode you went through like and found all the Cuban podcasts that have ever existed. Yes. How many did you find? And okay. Which were which are the ones that were active or I mean, I think it was just me, just Dilsoni and you guys. So Dilsoni is a relatively relatively new Old. um it's yeah. a new podcast. Sort of. I mean it <laughs> hasn't of. been around for couple years i think okay i know there was the cubing show yeah i i was a fan of that i started listening like right when they ended episode 21 out right when i started listening (laughs) so i started listening to episode 20 and 21 like their last ones and i just couldn't do it like i tried multiple times and I didn't understand what was happening because no there were offense. a lot of inside jokes from previous episodes and lots of like people talking at the same time, and I didn't know who was who. So eventually, I got myself to listen to the first like episode or two, and then I just was hooked and listened to all of them. Um, okay. And it's it's a great podcast. My only complaint was there's this one time where Brad talked Brad? about he was complaining. Yeah, he's a he's a dude from the uh, podcast and so he ranted because he gets on these rants if you listen to the podcast you know and he's very passionate and he talked about chow timer for so long and went on and on about why it sucked and why it was great and it was just like a little too much other than that it's great um <laughs> and they do lots of records on the show and that's one thing me and jeffrey decided like uh if there's like a big world record we might mention it but as far as like national records and continental records, like 
I unless you're super into cubing, I don't think most people care that much unless it's like a world record single. Um, mm. That's just speaking my opinion of, on Ke- it. Yeah, speaking of Kevin Hayes, one fifty-seven, which is so annoying because that was the we were got. I was gonna go to that competition, but then I didn't. Um, <laughs> so I just got pranked. Yep. I like that you guys say your email address like at the beginning and end of every episode. That's something I really don't like when people do with podcasts because I always like to contact the host and get to know them. Yeah, but yeah I've listened to podcasts and I, I remember that sometime within the last hour of the episode, they said their contact info and I don't know how to find it and it's frustrating. So I always try to say um, our email address, which is the interactivecubers at gmail.com in case you don't know <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah and, and also I, one other thing is i really don't like it when they give their email address and they don't email back oh my right God. that really bugs me well when, when people uh, don't email back in general yes yeah but yeah, that, i think you've replied to me a minute after i emailed or something uh, like okay that. so it's funny funny thing about that okay. i was replying yeah. I was replying to you, and then I was literally about to hit the send button, and then I see Carlin reply. And I'm like, I just got scammed. Is it? Uh, this is random. Is it May or June? I think it's June. It's, it's June. June, 12. June. I still have my calendar on May. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's June 12th. It's not like June 1st. Uh, I'll fix that in a second. Yeah, uh, you better. That's always like a big thing for us. You change your calendar like funny that morning. Thing about it's all exciting. Yeah, funny thing about Dave's calendar is like years ago when I, when I was like like ten or eleven, um, I I didn't even, I didn't even know what day of the week it was. Never knew what month it was. Never knew what. Yeah, I never knew the date. So like every day was the same. So like every day was a Saturday, for example. So I'm like, hey, mom, <laughs> what day is it? And she would say the same day every single day to just to just troll me. Because I had no idea. Well, that happens with me sometimes. It's like certain days I'm like, whoa, it's Tuesday already. Oh, but yeah. Like certain days pass without me knowing sort of. (laughs) I'm focused on something else. (laughs) Yeah. Did any of you get the SES mystery egg? No, I didn't. I know what you're talking about. That's the biggest waste of money I ever did. I got a 5% off coupon. How much was it? A 4.95. Plus shipping. Oh my god! Uh, I know, but I had a like a three dollar gift card code, so I I was pretty excited. Like I would get a fifty percent off coupon or something, but a five percent off coupon. It's <laughs> I I was it, you can see my unboxing of it, and I don't have much of a reaction. <laughs> You're just like ah oh, man, what a scam! Yeah, I just kind of threw it down. A scam, yeah. But you know, I mean, some people did get good prizes, but five dollars plus shipping for a bottle of lube or something—that's not good. And, yeah. and you can get five percent off anytime with the code Cube Review or Corner Cutter. So yeah, I just imagine you like okay. So you know those videos where these little kids are opening presents and it'll just be like a block of wood or like toilet oh paper. Gosh, yeah. I just imagine Josh being like that when he opens it and he just throws it on the ground like. Stomps away to his room, pouting. 
I gotta watch that unboxing though. That's yeah, funny. and that's like that video has it's like seven, six through seven highest views. It got like a hundred fifty. So okay, here's something interesting. For those who especially shop with the cubicle, but I guess Speed Cube Shop has like if you pay over fifteen bucks, it's free shipping if you're within the U.S. or something. But with cubicle, it's ten bucks, and that makes me like order ten dollar over ten dollars every time, which is probably their goal. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, like, am I just like, is that weird that I'm spending over ten dollars every time? And then I realized, it, I'm actually technically saving money than if I were to buy like one cube every two or three weeks, because if you bunch them up to over ten dollars, then you're not paying the shipping costs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, usually, actually, order cubes maybe like once every two or three months. I usually get them at competitions. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my favorite yeah. part. What? That's something I do as well. That's something really good about the cubicle.us. It's only ten dollars to get free shipping, and a lot of the cubes people buy are over ten. Yeah. Cube Depot USA is twelve, and SES is fifteen. So. Well, it's such a weird number for it, though. Like, yeah, maybe that's their break. Even point for yeah, maybe something. I think it used to be ten, but shipping prices recently have Yeet. went up quite a bit. So selling yeah. cubes online is not as not good fun. anymore. Yeah, I don't like that. So it's, yeah, you can go. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a totally different topic. So finish your thought. Um. No, I was just gonna say back in. I, I guess it was 2016. Shipping prices were like two sixty seven for the lightest first class package, and now it's three fifty. That's like so. wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you have any uh, hobbies that we would not know about you, other than um, I guess fishing, running? That's like my new big thing. I just started two, nice. I guess almost a month ago now. I just did my first 5K this past weekend. Cool. I got a 3.02, I think. Nice. So, yeah, I'm like, pretty excited I, about that. I've gotten into, uh, I used to get those like Nike apps and I would just like be super motivated for like week and a half. Uh, and then I, uh, I remember going on a run because they have these pre-made plans set up for you, and they track your distance based on like how much you weigh and how old you are and how tall you are. And I, I forgot to start the tracker, so like I went on the run but forgot to hit start. Nice. And when I got back, I was so frustrated that I just gave up on the whole plan because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to go run another three miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a slope. Process. I'm still. I'm doing the couch to 5K plan. Not that I'm always on the couch, <laughs> couch but yeah. but it's it's a good. It, you do reps and increase them every week. So I'm hopefully I'm hopefully gonna be able to run a 25 by early summer. Cool. Nice. I I have some running friends that are just like incredibly fast. Like it is. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey is so fast. I mean, he can run a one mile in like an hour. Minute? 
<laughs> something something around there a minute hour you know same thing um yeah 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 so when i actually get into a hobby my first thing to do is find a podcast about it <laughs> yep so and there's pretty much a podcast about everything out there so i found a few of those oh <gasps> did you hear that was that your favorite sound? No, but it's no. it's up there. It's actually if you take off uh, the back of a pen, and then you push down on that little ink plastic cylinder, and then you release it, just shoots it up in the air. Whoa! Pretty crazy. Okay. So do you? This is like totally uncuban related, but whatever. Uh, what are you doing for the summer? Got any big plans? Oh. Um, well, fishing, <laughs> I, does that count? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, bass fishing in early July around here is awesome. I have a few spots I wanted to go to, and I'm pretty excited for that. Fishing in the weeds and lily pads with topwater frogs, I especially like. We were out. Fishing, I guess it was a month ago now. I was using a new rig called a wacky rig. I haven't experimented too much with it, but I was able to get a four and a half pounder and a, a two, three and a half pounders, nice. which are good quality fish compared to what I've been getting last year. Yeah. Um, other plans, um, I like hiking as well. Pretty much anything too. in the outdoors. Uh-huh. So I have a few mountains I want to climb. <laughs> climb Mount <my> Everest. <laughs> <laughs> well, our long- this was long- is longer. Man, yeah. I don't even notice. It's hey. not like five minutes. Jeffrey. Yes. Are you recording? No. Oh, oh no. What are we going to do? I don't know. Yep. This is the awkward part where I try to awkwardly transition into the outro. If okay. you have any questions or comments, what? Nothing. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, leave them at the interactiveers at gmail.com. Uh, tell us if you like it. Uh, you can tell us whatever you want. For example, your favorite ice cream flavor. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Josh, for being on the best podcast ever. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. I had a blast. Yeah, Can I plug my stuff one more time? <laughs> I was going to plug it for you, but go ahead. Okay. Um, you can find the easiest way to subscribe is to go to the website, thecornocutterpodcast.com. All the subscriptions or subscribe buttons are right on the main page. And if you have any comments on how I did on the interactive viewers you fans might want to tell me that my email is feedback at the cornercutterpodcast.com all right peace out see you guys later <laughs>